In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever received an invitation to something, some gathering, event, party that you were not expecting in the least, like a truly surprise invitation? Anyone ever received one like that? Okay, I'm talking about the good kind today, uh, the kind that you would be excited to get. I'm sure there are bad surprise invitations you never want, but that's not what we'll be talking about today. But, you know, the kinds that you get maybe to that party or that wedding that you've heard so much about, uh, but you never thought that you knew the right people to get the invitation, but then one day it, it comes in the mail. Or, or maybe like when your friend has two tickets to your favorite band and you don't know that they'll ask you. They have lots of people they could choose from, but for some reason they've, they've chosen to bring you along. Or, or maybe it's the kind of invitation you get from an estranged, long-lost family member. And out of the blue nowhere, they text you, they call you, they email you, and they want to get together. Maybe they want to work on the relationship or re- rekindle uh, your friendship. Uh, parents, I've heard that some of the most surprising invitations you get are from your teenage children, right? And maybe uh, your young adult child won two tickets to some sort of game and they asked you to go. <laughs> and usually they never want to be seen with you and uh, they want nothing to do with you. And they could have asked any of their friends, but for some reason... For one night, they're okay with, with being with mom or dad. That's a surprise invitation. Uh, maybe you've got one before. Uh, I, I can remember uh, when I was surprised to get the invitation to stand up in one of my friend's weddings. Uh, he was a good friend, uh, one of my best friends, but I, I knew that he had lots of other friends and lots of family, a brother, brother-in-laws, and, and so when he asked me to be a groomsman in his wedding, I, I was surprised in all of the best ways. I was honored, I was full of, of joy, uh, but it was not expected. Uh, that's the kind of invitation that we read about today, a surprise invitation, except uh, a surprise invitation on a whole different level. The, the, the level of surprise was, was nothing, way above all the examples I just gave. Uh, in fact, I, I was thinking today, this week, that there's really no good example that I could give you. Maybe the, the closest that, that I could suggest would be, it, it would be like what we read about today, like, like if, let's say, pick your favorite president, the, the one you most admired throughout history, if they wrote you a handwritten note with directions to the White House so that you could come have dinner with them, right? Or, or maybe it would be like your favorite movie star pulling up in a limo at your house, knocking on your door, asking to go see a movie, Tom Hanks, whoever it is, for you. For me, it would be like uh, driving around the neighborhood here uh, and seeing Michael Jordan shooting hoops at the park and hearing, Peter, come play, right? Uh, uh, there'd be a lot of questions, wouldn't there, with that kind of surprise invitation, like, how does he know my name? Uh, what did I do to get noticed? Uh, why me is maybe the biggest question of all in any sort of surprise invitation, whether it's to that party or wedding that you weren't expecting or whether it's the concert tickets you got, got or when your kid asks you to go to the game, right? You might, might be thinking, why me? What did I do for this? Well, uh, that's the kind of shocking, surprising, awe-inspiring invitation that we read about today in our story from Matthew chapter 2. Uh, it was an invitation not from uh, a president or a basketball player or a movie star, but from a king. Uh, actually, from the King of Kings. And it was an t- invitation from the King of Kings, from Jesus, uh, to, to the Magi. Now, you might know of them as the three kings, but they definitely weren't kings, and we don't know, actually, how many of them there were. They had three gifts, but there could have been three, or there could have been 300. Uh, they're often uh, other times referred to as the wise men, and they may or may not have been wise, depending on your perspective or 
or what kind of wisdom you thought they had, but they were magi. And so that's how we're going to refer to them today as the magi. That's the biblical scriptural word magi. And so the magi today, uh, they were, the, how we could describe them, the magi were uh, pagan, so not Jewish, semi-priests, uh, philosophers, scholars, astrologers. So these were men who did not look to God for their answers, but looked up to the sun and the moon and the stars for their direction. They read big books because they were philosophers and scholars, but uh, the, the, the Bible wasn't necessarily their, their strong suit. And yet it was these men, these pagan astrologer, philosophers, Gentiles, outsiders living afar away who weren't born in the right land and didn't have the right blood, weren't born into the right family. It was these outsiders who received an invitation in our reading to come and meet the king, Jesus. And it was a surprise invitation when you think about all of the other people that God could have invited to meet Jesus. Surprising, it's meant to shock us, I think, but, uh, but maybe... Uh, but maybe it doesn't when we think about all of the other surprising people that God has invited to come meet him, even in Jesus' short life so far, right? Think of, think of the story of Jesus. Christmas was last week, so think of the Christmas story. Think about all the other people God has invited into Jesus' life so far, right? First, as the guardians and safekeepers of the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, God chose this young, clueless couple, first-time parents, Mary and Joseph. Right? He didn't surround baby Jesus, that precious gift, with like a, uh, uh, an army of soldiers or a couple of centurions. Right? He chose this, this young teenage couple, Mary and Joseph, to guard and watch for and carry the most precious gift that any of us have ever received. And then think about the, the surprising invitation that the shepherds got, right? The first people invited to come to the home of Jesus and, and meet him there were, were this group of, this ragtag group of, of smelly shepherds working out in the fields. Not some priests or Levites or really religious people, um, not Pharisees or Sadducees, but shepherds. And then, of course, you can think about, some of you might remember that the story where Jesus is brought to the temple uh, on the eighth day, he's getting ready to be circumcised, and, and you can remember who meets him there. We don't hear about priests in the temple that day. We hear about Anna and Simeon, this, this elderly couple of people, and they get to meet Jesus, right? It, the story is full of surprise invites. And so on the one hand, we ought to be shocked and awed that, that God would bring the Magi, these pagan Gentile outsiders, to, to meet Jesus. But on the other hand, this has become God's M.O. He loves to welcome in all people <laughs> To meet him. And that's what the story is really about, all about, that the invitation that, that God is sending out is for everyone. It's an open invitation for all people, for young teenage parents, first-time mom and dad like Mary and Joseph, to, to shepherd people, blue-collar workers, uh, but also to magi-type people. Now, what amazes me about the story, in addition to all that, is, is how God sent the invite. Right? And, and you know, because the, the story is famous, he didn't text them, he didn't call them, there's no Facebook event group for this. How did God send the invite? He, he put a star in the sky, right? He put a star in the sky, which is interesting because that's exactly where they would have been looking. <laughs> right? God meets them where they are at. He doesn't wait for the Magi to figure it out and come to him. He, he appears where they're looking. They were astrologers. They were looking to the sun and the moon and the, the sky for the directions. And so he, he appears exactly where they're at. He meets them where they are. That's where they get their invitation in that star. What a gift. 
And that's the gift for us. God meets us where we're at and he invites us in, not to an event or to a party, but into a relationship. That's what he offered the Magi, a relationship. He wanted them to come and meet Jesus so that they could meet God. He wanted them to see what he was like, uh, that, he, that he loved them. He, he wanted to, them to experience his heart, that they would see that he's a God of love and, and grace and, and mercy. He was inviting them and all of us into a relationship. And for those of us who have grown up in the church, that's something we have heard so many times that I think uh, so often we take it for granted, that we have a relationship with God. And I don't know that there's anything I can say to us today that would hit that point home. Maybe it's something to meditate on this week, that the creator of the universe, the one who put all of those stars in the sky, the one who formed this entire world with his hands and formed you, that the one who stretched out those hands and died on the cross, that God wants you to know him and wants to know you through Jesus. And he invites you into a relationship with him, not just to know things about him, but to know him, to experience his heart. God wants a relationship with you. And, and so often it doesn't feel like it, though, I know. Uh, there are many days where we all wake up and it feels like either that relationship never quite got started or like it's been broken. Uh, there are many days when we don't feel that close, personal, intimate connection with God, but, but rather it feels like he's a million miles away. And, and we might wonder if, if maybe our invitation got lost in the mail or maybe it's been revoked. But, but the truth is God's invitation is always there for you. It just might not be where you're looking. <laughs> if you're looking for a star or a dream or an angel to appear, then you might have missed out because God's invitation is there for you. It's always there for you, but, but it's right here. <laughs> God's word this is invitation to come to know him. This is where we meet God. This is where we hear of all of his promises. This is where we read about his amazing love. This is where we meet Jesus and see that he, that he loved us and he died for us and he, and he rose for us. This is God's invitation to you to come and experience him in all of his amazing, powerful love. And if you feel like God is distant, maybe it's because we haven't been spending time with where he's at. God meets you here, not in a star, but in a powerful, life-changing word. And in, in this season of new beginnings, in this new year, a uh, time of fresh starts and resolutions, maybe, maybe it can be our resolution to go back to the invitation, <laughs> to spend a few more minutes where God is speaking, to, to rekindle that relationship with him, to read about his love and experience his grade and, and watch as he pulls back the curtain and shows us who he really is and tells us that he wants to get to know us. This is our invitation to know the creator of the universe. Uh, if, if I could then wrap us up, land the plane, and, and summarize our reading for today in two points, what I, what I guess I would say is this. The, the first point that we're meant to take away from our reading for today is, is we're meant to, to close the reading and be in total shock and awe over what God has done. Right, in awe that the creator of the universe, the one whose hands made the world and everything in it, the one who died for us, wants to get to know you. That ought to just blow our minds in all of the best ways. We are meant to leave that story with awe and wonder and joy at the invitation that God has for us and for all people, an invitation that none of us could, could deserve or earn. There was nothing we did to get God's attention. It will never be revoked. It's there for us simply because he loves us. 
And the second thing I think the reading does for us is it reminds us of our calling. That each of us have received this amazing invitation to get to know the creator of the world. But it's an invitation that's meant to be shared and passed along. Now, I don't know what you do with special invitations at your house, uh, but at our house, we, we very often put them on the refrigerator. You probably do the same, right? And part of that's practical. You, you want to keep in mind the dates, the time, all of those important details. But, I mean, there's something about keeping those invitations. You might even keep them long after the event is over, right? And, and you might put them in a special box. Or you keep them on the fridge as a memento because you feel honored and joyful over being invited to that wedding, that party, that concert, whatever. You hold on to the tickets, right? Well, that is not what we are meant to do <laughs> with God's invitation to meet him and Jesus. This is an invitation that you have received that is meant to be passed along. It's got your name on it because it is so personal and so individual, but it's like all over the front of it, it says, open invitation, please share with friends and family. Not a plus one, but a plus however many you meet. This is an invitation that we have received that we are meant to pass along. And we're meant to close the story uh, reminded that God has come for all people, for me people, for you people, but for all of those people out there around us. And what a surprising invitation it is to get to know God through our loving Savior Jesus. In his name, amen.